Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And now we are joined by uh, Sixers writer for the Philly Voice, host of the New Slant Pod, uh, Kyle Newbeck. Kyle, how's it been going, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. How you been holding up over these last uh, four months here? Uh, you know, TK, I'm, I'm hanging in as well as anybody can. How have you been, buddy? Not bad. Hanging in there. You excited to get basketball back uh, in a couple weeks, hopefully? Yeah, you know, we've been kind of making it up as we go in terms of writing and talking about this team. So I will be thrilled to actually have some real-life action, real-life events going on for us to talk about and to break down and just a just a few weeks away yep i I certainly share in your enthusiasm to have a live sports back uh to talk about on the air as well here uh so as the sixers begin to get set for this run and we'll start with some basketball stuff before we get into the bubble and all that stuff but um the big news the other day uh brett brown saying that ben simmons will work mostly at the four spot uh, instead of the point guard spot as the Sixers restart here. What do you think that means? Like, do you believe that is going to be a significant change for them offensively and dramatically change, you know, what Ben does on that side? Well, so number one, TK, I think the big thing it signals is that Al Horford is moving to the bench to start games. Like, that's the first big domino to fall. And, and moving Ben up, in the lineup is what ends up happening as a result of that shake Milton steps in. I think it's a move that mostly to try to get a better fit around Ben and around Joel Embiid, because, you know, as, as you've probably talked about until you've been blue in the face TK, as I have that Al Horford, Joel Embiid front court with Ben Simmons, bringing the ball up, which is, not getting it, not getting it done uh, on any level. So that's the first thing that happens. I think Ben's role will probably be more similar to what he has done as a point guard than maybe people expect when they hear he's transitioning to the four. But we have seen a lot of flashes this year of using Ben Simmons as a a role man in in pick and rolls and and weaponizing him as a, a screener, a guy who's going downhill and doesn't have to just create everything for himself and the rest of the team for that matter. And so I think you're going to see the Sixers tap into his versatility maybe more than they have. I think what's also interesting about this, DK, is we don't know who the backup point guard is going to be. Are they going to turn the ball back over to Ben Simmons? Is somebody lower down in the rotation that we're forgetting about? Are they going to take over that role to to buy Ben some rest and really allow him to commit to the, the forward spot? So I think there are still a lot of questions left to be answered on that one. Yes, certainly. And when you look at it and and then moving Horford to the bench, one of the things that I found most interesting from Brett's comments is 
you know, he seems to be putting a great deal of trust into a guy like Shake Milton, who, you know, doesn't have a, a huge sample size to really judge from there. Do you think he can carry over what he did on that West Coast trip at the beginning of March? And, you know, after four months, do you think he can he can kind of carry that over into this restart here? I think it would be a tough ask to, for him to play at that level, especially in – I know there won't be fans there, but it will be – a playoff type environment like there there's more pressure there so i don't think you can expect him to be a a 40 plus percent three-point shooter and like an elite offensive guard the way he was before they left but i do think tk you look at both his time in the g league and his time as a an amateur player as a college player at smu all his skills that have translated to the league are things that he's shown in previous settings and it's been this sort of steady climb, this acclimation to the pro game, it's not like he's a different player than he was. He didn't just start like, you know, he, he didn't add inches to his vertical and start dunking on people all the time. He, he's doing the things that people expected him to do. He still has limitations. And yes, he is still a young player. And as Brett Brown has said in, in previous talks with the media, there is sort of a, an inherent mistrust with young guys when you get to the playoffs. But I think the right thing to do is what they're doing. They're trying to let him earn that spot from the start. And if he takes it and he runs with it, then I think the team will be much better off for it. Yeah, definitely. And they, they certainly need, you know, the shooting and the perimeter scoring uh, from somebody else. And, and hopefully he can offer that for them. And, you know, something else that Brett had said uh, that I found interesting, um, you look at Ben and how he's going to be utilized, Um what we can expect from Joel Embiid, who who his conditioning is always an issue when you talk about Joel, and what we can expect out of him physically, and Brett's saying that he wants him at about 38 minutes a night come playoff time. Do you think that's a realistic number that we can expect here? If Joel is in the shape that Brett claims that he's in, that Joel claims that he's in, that even Josh Richardson has said that he's in, I do think that that's realistic. Now, whether that's the case is up for interpretation. You know, they've they've talked a big game about Joel's fitness in the past. Sometimes it's been true. Sometimes it hasn't. I think the one constant for Joel, at least when the games have mattered, is that his competitive fire really burns. And when those big moments come up, He's a guy who wants to stick his hand up and, and be counted. And, and, you know, TK, I think the most recent example of that, met, many people may not have watched the All-Star game when it was a, a contest of 10 of the league's best players and they were looking for a guy to go to. I mean, you're talking about a floor that he's sharing with Giannis and LeBron and James Harden and all these guys. Joel Embiid's team gave him the ball during those opportunities. He was the guy they went to as a go-to scorer. And so, I, I mean, look, you translate that to the Sixers. He's the guy that if they're going to win something, whether that's this year or moving forward, he's got to be the guy that takes them there. So I hope he shows up in, in proper shape. I hope he's ready to play 38 minutes a game because he has the talent. And when he's willing to, he has the drive to take them to some special places. Yeah, now, aside from the starting lineup, you know, remembering back to early in the year, it was kind of a crapshoot what this team had coming off the bench, and they tried a lot of different combinations, and obviously 
right before the deadline, you know, acquired guys like Robinson and and Burks to kind of bolster that bench. Uh, do you kind of expect right now in those eight games for that to be a competition, for lack of a better word, for minutes? Because right now it seems like there's a, a kind of a lack of uncertainty what that rotation is actually going to look like. Yeah, and, and Brett got at this in a talk we had with him the other day, CK. Essentially, what I took from it is he wants to stick to a 10-man rotation during these quote-unquote regular season games that they'll play before the playoffs start. But what he's going to do is, you know, one guy who might be the ninth or 10th man in the opening game against Indiana might end up sitting on the bench for the entire game so somebody else can get that opportunity in the next game. And I think the, the back end of that rotation is up for some debate. And they are going to tinker with some lineup combinations that maybe offer some different looks around the best guys. So, you know, I, I think that top six, maybe even top seven is probably pretty set in stone. But beyond that, I think this is sort of an open competition. Brett Brown and the rest of the coaching staff, first of all, want to see what kind of shape these guys are in, how sharp they're going to be coming down the stretch. There's still plenty of uh, question marks for all these guys. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing who emerges from that group. Yeah, and, and in regards to Brett, you know, I, I find it interesting because coming into this season, we obviously, I think it was most people's opinions that this team had to go to, I guess, at least the conference finals for him to retain his job. Things obviously dramatically different now. Do you see any way that, you know, Brett could end up losing his job after this season, um, you know, even with everything that went down? Or do you think it's kind of going to be scrapped even if they were to go out in the first or second round as he didn't really get a fair shot this year? Yeah, I don't think that they can fall back on that fair shot thing this year, TK. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I know these are not ideal circumstances for anybody. But I think last year was the year, like, fans are not going to want to hear that after this season. This, As you say – this season did play out like it did. People did have the expectations coming into the year that they were going to be a contending type team. And Brett was given a chance. They said that regardless of how the world has turned since the beginning of the season, this was his chance to, you know, turn this team into a final team and make the best of a, a pretty loaded roster. And, you know, while I think the roster is worse than people believed it was in the fall, I don't think Brett has exactly done the greatest job this year either. So he certainly has some culpability there. I think, and this is not me reporting anything, this is just my own opinion, speculation. I think anything short of a finals appearance, and you're probably looking at them moving on, there are exceptions to that. I think if they had a, a conference finals appearance and the series plays out like the Raptors one did last year, mm -hmm. where they push it to game seven and it goes and they lose by – the skin of their teeth, maybe he survives in that kind of scenario too. Otherwise, I, I just don't see how he makes it out alive if, the, uh, if they exit in either the first or second round again. Yeah, and now, you know, as far as the, the other stuff hovering over all this, I mean, we got, what, 17 days till the Sixers play at this point, 15 days until basketball ends up starting up, and, and I guess you can say so far – so good down there in Orlando, only two positive uh, tests for COVID the last time around. Uh, how do you see this bubble plan working? Like, do you think this is something that 
with the protocols they have in place is sustainable to keep this thing moving for uh, two and a half months, which is what you're going to need uh, to finish this season out. So I think there are two different ideas here, TK. I think they are doing as good of a job as they could probably do. They're, they're following all the right protocols. They're saying and doing all the right things on the league side. I don't know that you can trust the players, and not just the players, but staff members, coaches, you know, even Disney employees, some of whom are coming in and out of the bubble. You're asking these people to essentially – all act in unison for a several month period. And as we've seen, not just in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, TK, but around the country, you know, everybody, including people within the same families, the same communities are all acting different to this. So some people take it more seriously than others. I think that's something that Joel and B got at recently where he said, look, I'm going to stay in my room and play video games, but, I, I know guys around the league. I've been around the block before, and I know that not everyone's going to treat this the same. So I think that's probably the, the mentality I have about this, too. I'm, I'm certainly hoping for the best. I would love to be able to write about, talk about sports, as we discussed at the top of the call. But, you know, just looking at how America has handled this generally, I find it hard to have any sort of confidence that it'll be able to hold up for an extended period of time in Florida. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, Florida being, being one of the you know major hot spots, the key issue there. And one more for you, Kyle. Uh, you think Jimmy Butler called on himself the other night with that 3 a.m. dribbling violation? <laughs> I mean, it just seems like the most Jimmy Butler invented thing of all time. Like, oh, nobody's working harder than me. I'm dribbling in my hotel room. Like, I, I, I try to refrain from – it comes off as sour grace when you talk about Jimmy Butler too much as a uh, – a member of the Philadelphia community, but I do find it a little comical that, you know, seemingly every other week there's some story about how hard the guy's working. And, you know, maybe he is a hard worker, maybe he isn't, but not something that you need to go around just like shoving in everybody's face all the time. That's Jimmy. He definitely loves to do that, Kyle. Well, Kyle, thanks for, (laughs) thanks for hopping on. Good to hear from you. Uh, Kyle Newbeck, Philly voice, new slam pod. Uh, Talk to you soon, Kyle. Thanks for hopping on. See you, TK. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.